Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Row's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Row. Dot co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. It's nice to see you after Christmas. Don't I look hot? (laughs) Sure do. (laughs) Do I? (laughs) Yeah. Post-Christmas hangover. I actually put on a little makeup. I got some new Thrive mascara. Oh, good for you. For Christmas, I bought it myself in my my stock. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. So... Merry Christmas, everybody. Hopefully you guys all had a splendid day. Mine was spent calling a locksmith. Yeah. How did you do that? Well, I locked our whole family out of our house for Christmas Eve and it wouldn't have been so bad. However, I didn't know how Santa Claus was going to get in if I couldn't get in. Like we could have all spent the night at my mother-in-law's or something, but then Santa wouldn't have come. So... Yeah, we had to call locksmith that night, and thankfully they're open on Christmas Eve. It's nice, and for a pretty penny. For a pretty penny, I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) It's also happens to be my husband's birthday, so that was a real good birthday. Happy birthday to you, Sean. (laughs) I'll bet he appreciated that extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was real nice. Yep. I had to just have a smile on my face. And then when I was trying to get in the house, I set the alarm off and then the neighbors were texting because they're like, what the fuck? Your alarm is like blasting <laughs> Oh, Christmas cheer. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I would like to say that I am grateful that my husband has a job to go to under the circumstances. But it was a drag because he got called in to go to that job on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. So we knew that that was going to happen. So we decided to, we, he didn't want to miss Christmas morning. So we woke the kids up at four o'clock in the morning 
Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like pitch black. And I thought they would have like a hard time getting out of bed, you know. But I just walked in the door. and was like, hey, guys. And they were like, it's Christmas. And they just burst out like a bat out of hell, you know. Oh, yeah. Because they all they're thinking of Santa Claus. So oh my God. that was good. So that meant I had been up since like 3.30, mm-hmm. you know, doing what we do. And that made for a real long Christmas day, which was spent, shout out to all the single mothers, seriously, because I don't know how you all do it. I was pulling my hair out, putting together all these toys and everything without my husband's help. Like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I ran out of batteries. I mean, it was. (laughs) She texted me. She's like, I forgot to get the batteries. I don't know where Jeremiah keeps extra batteries. And now I just let them download shit on the <laughs> machines. Yeah. This Christmas is a bust. But Maybe you know, you won't have to work on New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, because you know I totally rage on New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know, like, right. What are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you drink any champagne? I drank. Oh, you're lonesome. Oh yeah, I drank all day yesterday because. My husband got gifted this amazing bottle of whiskey that's like been aged in oak barrels that traveled around the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they thought that was a real fine gift for him. But, you know, my husband, the irony, 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 irony is homie cannot handle the brown juice. He throws up like a girl. So I get it all to myself. So I was like, I'm not going to let this good bottle go to waste. Did you mix it with some eggnog? I mixed it with some eggnog, yeah. And I got some of that uh, Zevia zero-calorie ginger beer. Whiskey oh. and the ginger beer, delicioso. Listen, I love the Zevia ginger beer. Actually. It's, so it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, well, clink, clink. So clink, clink. Yeah, that's all good. Should we get you to it? story? A New Year's yeah, story? For, wait, I no, do. it's after. Oh, wait. Actually, we're recording this early. Yeah, so this might be after oh, yeah. New Year's. Okay, so sorry. We'll give you a New Year's Eve wrap-up. I'm sure we raged. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sure we really did. Yeah. You know what I thought, actually, real quick, guys. So now that we're on the central time zone, usually we were in California and we would do the New York New Year's with the kids because yeah. it's only 9 o'clock and yeah, we could that's all stay what I do. until 9 o'clock. Yeah, now that I'm on the central time zone, it's 11 o'clock to do the New Year's, New York, New Year's. And it's like, seems really late. Yeah, don't do that. No, oh, well, what do I do? I go to like the London New Year's. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to figure <laughs> it out. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to it. Okay. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Okay, Tabby. Today's case is a listener suggestion from listener Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, it takes place in uh, Conway, New Hampshire. Sometimes it's called North Conway. I'm just going to call it Conway, but in the same place, okay? At least you got the name right this time. Let's hope. Again, very (laughs) sorry to the people of Fayetteville. Okay. You know, somebody said it's like Tammy Faye. And if you join our Patreon, I did a whole bonus case about Tammy Faye. She's one of my favorite people. Just a little plug there. Okay. Anywho, Conway, New Hampshire, small town, around 10,000 people. And it's it's pretty idyllic. It looks like real cute, kinds of woodsy. It's next to a big mountain and a lake. Lots of outdoorsy stuff to do. Real cute little downtown. Love that. Love it. Yeah. Quaint. For around 300K, you can find yourself one of those beautifully restored East Coast homes, you know, like with a big porch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cute. Like you would see in Country Living Magazine, which I I, I like that. I love that. Okay. Uh, I got beef with Country Living Magazine, actually. I used to subscribe to them. I don't anymore on account of I submitted my dog's picture for their pet of the month club. Um, and didn't get chosen. <laughs> so sorry. They actually emailed me one time and they were like, we're considering her. Can we, can you send us another picture? And I did. And then I never heard from them again. They ghosted me. And then my dog died. So 
assholes. Yeah, eat a dick country. Living. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. Conway. It's cute little idyllic town. But, you know, even ideal places to live tab have bad apples. Mm-hmm. And in Conway, it was Nate Kibbe. Nate grew up there and attended the local high school, Kennett High, though he didn't graduate on account of, in 1998, he was expelled after assaulting a female classmate. Apparently, he restrained her so she could not get on the bus she was waiting for. It must have been pretty intense because he was charged with assault and sentenced to serve 45 days in a detention facility. But... That would not be the first or the last time that Nate would do something erratic that would harm and or land him in trouble with the law. A former classmate says in the sixth grade, Nate lured him into the woods and beat the crap out of him because he was biracial. He was someone that classmates feared. They thought that if anyone were to shoot up the school, it would be Nate. The rumor is that at one point he did have a hit list, but I mean, thankfully he never shot up the school. Can you think of anybody like that? Mm. Yeah. 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 It's weird. You just have like the weird kind of feeling. Yeah. You have the feeling. Yeah. I I have the feeling about a couple people. I had the feeling about one in particular in high school. You know, but I don't think I can think of anybody I really thought that about in high school, but I have kind of seen that in some kids that my kids went to school with that I thought, oh, if they don't get a hold of this one young, like they just have some angry tendencies that I think are not normal. They need some attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm guessing that was what was going on with him. Um, After high school, Nate stayed around Conway and became well-known to law enforcement, no surprise. One deputy in town stated he arrested him at least half a dozen times. Actually, not half a dozen, a dozen times. Nate was always... Yeah, that's a lot. Nate was always getting into confrontations with people and spewing off his beliefs, which were like he was all about like anarchy and you know, shit like that. And yeah. So this is in 98, 99, somewhere mm-hmm. on there. I just remember like a, maybe a couple years before that people would always have on their backpacks, the A with the circle. Yeah. Around yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know who his parents were or what the circumstances were that led to him being so troubled. I tried really hard to find out, but. And it's. Yeah. I mean, that end. Yeah. Okay. I was surprised to learn that he had a girlfriend for 13 years named Angel. The two lived in a mobile home park together in Gorham, New Hampshire, which is about 30 miles from Conway. Okay. Gorham is smaller than Conway. Only about 3,000 people live there. It also looks like a cute little town. So Angel and Nate are... You know, live in the dream in the cute little mountain town. According to neighbors, there was a minute when Nate seemed like less of a loose cannon than normal. He got a job as a machinist at a gun manufacturer in Conway, and he left for work every day and kept to himself around the park a little Neighbors at the park have said that they were all aware of his anti-government beliefs and that he always had a gun on his hip. So they exercised caution whenever they had the pleasure of conversing with him. One of his arrests over the years was for assaulting Angel, and neighbors also said they heard frequent arguments. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like they were really that happy of a couple, and eventually the two did split and Angel moved out. But before she did, they bought a shipping container and put it next to their mobile home. You know what I'm talking about? Those great big like cargo containers mm-hmm. you see on the back of trucks and cargo ships. Yeah. My uncle sells them. Yeah. That's his business. Yeah. So they're, pr- they're pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So the park manager gave them the okay, but she did not realize how big it was. She was not happy about it when she saw the actual size of it. 
but it was she said she felt like it was too late. Angel and Nate converted this one into three rooms, one for tools, one for motorcycles, and one for Nate's man cave. So Angel is gone and moved on, and it's just Nate, his beliefs, his weapons collection, and his shipping container. So one day in October 2013, a high school freshman from the same high school that Nate had attended in Kennett, or called Kennett, Mm -hmm. was walking home from school. She said goodbye to her boyfriend, Jimmy, who took the school bus and texted him a heart emoji while she walked, which is something that she did all the time and something no one thought twice about kids walking home from school in Conway. The only thing different about Abby's walk home today was she was wearing new boots. They were an early birthday present. She was turning 15 in three days and was looking forward to the party she was planning with her mom. The boots hurt her feet, as new boots do. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. So when Nate pulled up next to her when she was walking and offered her a ride, she accepted She thought he looked nice, and she felt safe in the middle of the day in her little hometown. But that safe feeling did not last long. She asked Nate to drop her off at a restaurant close by, and he said he just needed to stop by Home Depot first. And as he pulled in, he went to the furthest part of the parking lot. She knew something wasn't right. Yeah, she told him she could just walk from there and then he pulled out a gun oh shit he's then zip tied abby's arms put his jacket over her and his ball cap on her head low enough to block her vision he told her if she tried to do anything he would shoot her or slit her throat he smashed her phone and threw it out the window as he drove her through back roads to his mobile home, making sure to avoid all the stoplights with cameras along the way. Abby had tried to lift her head so she could see where they were going, but when she did, she felt a sharp pain in her leg. It was a taser. Oh, my God. So this guy was ready for this, which is kind of odd. Was he just like, one day I'll find some chick walking down the road? Yeah. 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 So Nate drove her to his home in the mobile home park in Gorham and led her into the storage container in the room with the tools. He then gagged her, taped her eyes shut, covered her head with a T-shirt and a motorcycle helmet and raped her. Now, all anyone knows back in Conway is that she has disappeared and they have no leads. The librarian at her school saw her leave, and she's on camera leaving the school with just her book bag. She had some money, but she left it at home. So they looked into her relationship with her boyfriend and, you know, analyzed his phone and, you know, everything, and they cleared him. It just, it didn't make any sense. And they didn't have any reason to suspect that she would just run away. She's just vanished. So the FBI is brought in and the news media pick up her story and her mother and authorities plead with the public to come forward with anything. Someone must have seen something. They don't get any leads until after weeks of trying to cope with her daughter being missing. Abby's mother went to her P.O. box where she receives her mail to pick it up. You can't really blame her for slacking on picking up her mail, you know, under the circumstances. You know, any mother would be a basket case. So you can just imagine how her heart sunk when she saw a letter from Abby that had been sent 13 days after she disappeared. The letter was from Abby, but it was really from Nate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Nate saw the news that Abby's story was getting so much attention, He wanted them to, like, stop looking for her. So he had Abby write a letter to her mother. Abby tried to write help and kidnapped with just her finger so that when they 
analyzed it, they could read her fingerprints. Uh huh. Which I think is like so super smart. smart. Yeah. Right. But Nate caught her and figured out <gasps> what she was trying to do. Uh-huh. And he made her start over. But she did leave her DNA on the letter, which gave everyone hope that, you know, she, was she alive. is alive. Yeah. Yeah. So the letter says, Mom, I am sorry. I'm sorry I did this. I miss you, but I won't tell you where I am. And her mother knew this was Abby writing, but this was not Abby talking. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like her. The authorities, thankfully, believed her mother and didn't dismiss her as a runaway. They kept the letter under wraps for a month, but they didn't have anything. I mean, there's no camera sightings. She was walked the road she was walking on is like desolate. So they released the letter to the public, and this led to some backlash. Some members of the community started speculating that she had just run away. They were saying she was probably just pregnant. I mean, people got savage, even Abby's own father. Abby's parents had been divorced, and her mother had had primary custody of Abby since 2009. Okay, this was 2013 when this happened. Abby did not have a close relationship with her father, but that didn't stop him from writing to Abby in a Facebook post in April 2014 that it was obvious she ran away and he wanted to know if it was because of her home life. Like maybe if she'd been living with him, you know, Mm -hmm. things would be so great. Friends of Abby's have been interviewed and they all say she had a great relationship with her mom and never expressed not wanting to live with her. I mean, can you imagine how infuriated her mom must have been? You know, like, you know, your child is missing. Somebody, something has happened to them. And her own father is feeding into the idea that she's just a runaway. I just feel like emotions are super high. And so everybody wants somebody to blame for anything. I mean, even when you spill a glass of milk, you know, you're trying to blame somebody else or my kids are always trying to blame somebody or, oh God, you know, yeah. so it's like you want answers. You don't have answers. You're emotional. You want to blame somebody for what has happened. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that someone could just up and vanish in a small town. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they probably all feel like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How could no one have seen anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the investigators really had was the letter. And like I just said, releasing it had kind of backfired. So the days and the weeks have turned into months and Abby is still captive. Nate puts a shock collar on her to keep her from screaming and has him call her master. Okay. Wait, and that girl has her call him master. Yeah. Yeah. And the girlfriend is uh-huh. in the house next to the container. No, she's moved out and moved on. Okay. They've been broken up for years. Okay. And let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. He's, he couldn't get another girlfriend. He needed. Yeah. I, I mean, guess not. Like, I mean, Yeah, I can't imagine him having a girlfriend in the first place. That's why when I told you about her, I was I was like, I was really surprised about that. Okay, something that I did find interesting was I found an article where that girlfriend said, yeah, okay, there was incidents where the police were called or, you know, like whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But she says she was never afraid of him. She says he's just a real loud talker. Neighbors needed to, like, mind their own business. I mean, I find it really strange. She almost like took up for him. And she says it's such a that mobile homes are so close to each other. She doesn't understand how he could keep somebody captive without everybody hearing everything. If but, you have I a mean, shock collar on the girl. That is will not, keep yeah, you quiet. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't think that I lived in a mobile home at one point and I don't remember hearing my neighbors. I mean you're far enough away and they're insulated. I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. So Nate goes about his daily life and, 
you know, going back and forth to work and everything while she's still captive. And one day he gets into a traffic accident. Now, I don't think anyone was injured, but the woman in the car wanted his insurance information, you know, Mm -hmm. like normal people do. Right. Nate didn't take to that too well. It got pretty heated at the scene, of course, right? It didn't end there either. A few days later, Nate showed up at the woman's house and he ended up shoving her on the ground in an altercation, which got him arrested for trespassing and assault. He was able to be released on bail right away under the condition that he would surrender all of his firearms until the charges were resolved. Okay, so Tab, I'm going to tell you about how that happened. But right now, let's take a second to talk about our sponsors. Fabulous. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. They are what make this podcast available to you. Care of. If you are like us and have a million things going on every day, the last thing you want to do is try to sort out all your vitamins and figure out what to take. With Care Of, they fix that problem. All you have to do is take a hassle-free quiz to determine what's best for you, and bam, shows up at your doorstep. They even have protein powders, which I'm a total fan of, cacao powder, and Himalayan sea salt. If you need to get back into a routine, This is seriously the way to go. It made it super easy for us. So we are offering you guys now 50% off your first order. Seriously, that's a super good deal. So why don't you just try it? Go to takecareof.com and enter code CLINK50. Again, that's takecareof.com because, you know, you need to take care of yourself and enter our code CLINK50. That's CLINK50. Five zero. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, 
get started before your summer vacay, the, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Okay. So where we just left off was Nate was able to be released on bail after assaulting the woman that he was in a traffic accident with under the condition that he surrendered all of his firearms. The local police that were familiar with Nate thought this was going to be a real headache because Nate is a loose cannon. And, you know, he's all about that, you know, right to bear arms, like a little extra. Okay. But but guess what? And did he hand over his guns? Yeah, it was not a headache at all. In fact, right away, Nate got together his dozens of guns and laid them all out in front of his mobile home and called the police and asked them to come and get them. While she's still in the container. At the house. While she's, yeah, while she's still in the oh container. God, you're almost like, you're so close to oh, yeah. getting out. So they did. And they were struck by seeing Nate in such a formidable good mood. But since he had surrendered everything so willingly, they didn't have any reason to look around. Yeah, that's why he did it. Yeah, that is why he so did it. Dummy. Okay. So... They were on the property, you know, obviously just feet away from Abby unknowingly. Over time, Nate began to tell Abby glimpses of his life. He told her about his times being locked up, his side marijuana hustle, and his plan to make counterfeit money, which he said was his right on account of the government taking so much from him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Whatever. Okay. So Abby was strong. She listened to him and tried to gain his trust. One day, he led her blindfolded out of the storage unit and told her that she knew too much and he needed to relocate them. The drive was long. So Abby sang the song American Pie over and over again to herself in her head because she knew it was eight minutes long and she wanted to keep track of how long she was in the vehicle with him. Okay. Like, this girl's pretty amazing. That's smart. She's a real thinker. Yeah. Okay, really, Nate had just driven in circles. When he Uh, brought her back, he removed her blindfold and told her she was somewhere new, but really it was just another room in the trailer. Did she know? No. No, she didn't know. No. Nate put up cameras and fake explosives. So she was like in the tool room and now she's in the man cave room. Okay. Okay. So he put up these fake explosives and told her they would go off if she tried to escape. Abby did not feel like there was a way out of the room. And remember, she's just 15 years old. She says she grew weirdly comfortable with Nate and him with her. He told her she was probably the closest thing to a daughter he would ever have. Was he sexually assaulting her? Oh, the rapes never stopped. Okay, so that's really gross also. Uh, Um, Yeah. To even say that, but I would think that after time you would go grow, sorry, you would grow oddly attached, not attached, but like there would be a relationship there regardless because we're human beings. You know what I mean? Like you can have a love hate relationship with somebody and I'm sure she hated him, but there was part of her that just needed to survive. So there was probably a little bit of a, you do have to find a way to relate to a person. I think just to be able to survive. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment at all. Right. So Nate gave her a cookbook to read because he said one day she would need to cook for her man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. I just actually cleaned out my garage and threw away a bunch of cookbooks. Hmm, Congratulations. Right. Like, what do you need them for? I just look up everything on my phone. I know. It really is like that now. Yeah. Okay. So inside the cookbook, it said property of Nate Kibby. 
Abby asked him, who is Nate Kibbe? And he answered, how do you know my name? Abby was terrified because she believed knowing his name would lead to him killing her. But thankfully, it didn't. Remember, so he either had her blindfolded or he wore like a creepy mask the entire time for months. Scary. Yeah, scary. So she remained strong and she prayed and prayed. And she says that she never said amen because she never wanted her prayer to end. Apparently, having a girl held captive was not enough female interaction because Nate decided to contact a woman he connected with online and meet at a hotel. This woman's name was Lauren. She gave an interview on 2020, and she seemed like a total badass. She wore flaming red lipstick and like a super short, like pixie haircut. Mm -hmm. Some articles refer to her as a sex worker or an escort. I mean, it sounds like she was, but they kind of glossed over that in the 2020 episode. It really doesn't matter what her hustle was, just what her experience with Nate was. She said when they met, that Nate told her her name was Jay, or Nate told her, yeah, his, his name, name was Jay. And he seemed like he just needed some motherly love. She said they just talked a lot. He told her he had done bad things. She told him everyone's done bad things. That he just stroked her hair until she fell asleep. And he left three $50 bills in her room. Okay. Okay. That's what she says happened. She then tried to use one of those 50s at Walmart. And it was fake. Yeah. And the clerk recognized it as counterfeit. I imagine it's pretty tricky to make fake money. Well, he probably made $50 bills because you don't see a lot of them, right? So it's one of those that you're like, oh, I know the difference between this one and the real one. Good point. Well, so the Walmart clerk, you know, held Lauren until the police could interview her about where Mm -hmm. she got the bills. Yeah. Well, Lauren knew exactly where she got the bills, right? So she called up Nate and said, how dare you play with my freedom? Whatever you are making in your basement, you better clean up because they are coming for your ass. She, why did she why did she warn him i don't know i don't know but i'm telling you i was like curious about this this young lady so i looked up what this chick is currently up to and i did find her but she hasn't posted anything on the page that i found at least mm-hmm. since 2017 she gave the 2020 interview in 2018 Okay. But in the course of looking her up, I found that she'd had a real rough go of it since her encounter with Nate in 2014. She made headlines in New Hampshire in 2016 for jumping off a roof while trying to flee the police and seriously injuring her leg. I think she actually (laughs) broke her arm, too. She was wanted for her involvement in a case that possibly involved moving a dead body and cutting her ex-boyfriend with scissors. Ooh. Okay. Well, she might be in jail now. I looked. Oh, well, she's not in jail in New Hampshire. Okay. At least. Okay. She served two years after that, I think. Okay. Okay. Listen, I liked her. Hopefully she is clean and sober and living a productive, healthy life. But I cannot report. What I can report is that Lauren's phone call to Nate, letting him know that they were coming for his ass, was enough to get him to start rethinking the whole holding the girl captive thing because they were likely to find him and bust him for making the counterfeit dollars. Mm -hmm. So he had Abby put on the same clothes she was wearing the day she disappeared and drove her blindfolded back to Conway and dropped her off on the side of the road. Abby was free. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Nine months after she disappeared, she walked through the front door of her mother's home and describes it as the most amazing moment ever. Oh, my God. Could you even? I mean, I'm sure she was shaking like, you can't even imagine that that happened to you. You know what I mean? It's like, how the hell did she get so lucky? Yeah. Yeah, because she was smart. She survived. So, you know, obviously neither Abby or her mother could believe she was home. Abby says she could see the stress on her mother's face that the months of being gone had taken on her and that she was just so sorry she had ever gotten into the car. How would she have known? There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just have to not get in the car. (laughs) Yeah. So we can all learn from it. Can't let your guard down, no matter how small and cute your town is. I know. I mean, I've gotten into a car when I was. Yeah, me too. When I was stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have picked up kids that were like hitchhiking too, because I'm like, I don't want you to get in the car with a killer. Well, and also so in Hawaii, there's a lot of hitchhiking going on. Yeah, I picked them up like every day. Yeah, I yeah. was walking in Costa Rica when some real cute guy drove by and said, you guys, you girls want to ride? I'm like, yeah, sure. Where are you going? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Somewhere. He's like, do you need a place to stay? You could stay at my house. Sure. Yeah. That's That's so smart. Not smart. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. My brain cells, they have developed a lot more since that day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not impossible. And it to have a lapse in judgment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, All all of us have. Yeah. And some of us are just more lucky than others. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Abby's back, but she did not easily give the name of her captor or the details about what she knew because, of course, she was before he released scared, her, right? he threatened to kill her. Yeah. yeah. He threatened to kill her. He threatened to kill her family. He threatened to kill the police. He threatened to kill her dog, you know. Mm-hmm. But after a week of being home, she did give police his name. So he had probably, he probably was going around that week like, oh, he he's thought, gotten away with oh, it. Oh, yeah, he for sure thought it. Yeah. yeah. It's probably good. So then he'd kind of let his guard down a little, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure after he let her go, he's probably up all night. So SWAT surrounded his residence to apprehend him because he had since reclaimed all those firearms he had previously surrendered. They were able to get him without fire being exchanged. They said actually it was pretty easy. He was brought up on over 183 charges, but took a plea within a month. Prosecutors decided it would be better for Abby to not have to go through a trial and relive all the details of her capture. So he pled guilty to seven charges and was given 45 to 90 years. So, I mean, fingers crossed he never I gets hope out. It's 90. Well, 45 years is like the earliest. No, I know. And he's like in his late 30s now. So, I think that. He's got to be 40. Yeah. I'm not going to try and do math right now. It's too much well, pressure. You said in 98, yeah. he was like. A Anyways, I think he'll. Senior in high school. I think everyone age. feels real secure that he's not ever getting out. Well, I hope so. Okay. So in court, Abby faced him and she said, some people might call you a monster, but I've always looked at you as a human. And I want you to know that even though life became a lot harder after that, I still forgive you. She said she will never look at the sunshine the same way again. And that she wanted to thank him for giving her her freedom back. I 100% believe every word of Abby's story, and so do the police, and they have stated that everything she told them about her capture was corroborated by what they found when they searched the shipping container. But there are still people out there who question her story. 
people on Reddit are dicks. Like, seriously, I think that she survived and that's all that matters. But I mean, people do not cut her a break. Why? I don't know. I mean, I they think that she should have just been, you know, I guess fighting the whole time. There is some talk about how she um she helped him make counterfeit money. Maybe she did. Who the Which, fuck cares? Yeah, I think who cares? She survived. That's all that matters. The guy was threatening her life and raping her yeah. when she was 15 years old. Like get a oh, fucking yeah. clue. Like you a 15-year-old, there are some, okay, look at, there are some 15-year-olds that are way older in the scope of like, you know, people that have to live a different life, that have to work and have a lot of street smarts, but there are 15-year-olds that are babies still, have no idea what's going on. I mean, I think that if she helped him, if she had to talk to him, like she thought he was the best thing since sliced bread, whatever she had to do, she did it and it worked. Oh, yeah. what She is an incredibly brave, smart girl. I saw an interview with an FBI agent who said if he was going to write a textbook on how to handle being captured, he would tell Abby's story. Yeah. Because, yeah, because she did. She made so many smart moves. He could have killed and her and kept her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And she gained his trust enough that he let her go. Because he, it wasn't even the, it was the trust for sure. She played into it enough. Yeah, but he, he liked her. You know what I mean? Like he probably couldn't see himself killing her because he probably had emotional feeling for her. Like he didn't want to kill her. So he let her go and he didn't, he she probably convinced him that she wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. 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 Great job. And she wasn't. That's the kind of scary part. It's like they probably had to work on her to get her to. They did. But only a week. You know? Yeah. That's good. She's a young girl, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also wanted to mention that I love that Lady Boss Deputy Attorney General in New Hampshire. Her name is Miss Jane Young. And she takes on she so she negotiated the the plea deal mm-hmm. or whatever and she speaks on Abby's behalf regarding all the evidence and stuff like that all the time and she takes on the skeptics like, you know, like a lady boss. Good. And tells people, you know, where to shove it and what a badass Abby is and I feel like the whole plea deal deal. Like she really had Abby's best interest at heart. I mean, they could have taken it to trial. Obviously, you know, they would have won. It would have been a big media frenzy. I mean, and they could have used it to stroke her own ego. But instead, I feel like she made the best decision for Abby. Yeah. So Abby is 21 now and she has a two-year-old son. She lives a very quiet life now, and I wish her well, and thank you for her for staying alive and being brave enough to give up his name. Some people have speculated that there could be some tie to another case of a missing girl in New Hampshire, Maura Murray. Have you heard of that case? Of course I have. I don't know anything about it that no, possibly Nate has everything to do with it. I don't know yet, but listen, I know listeners have sent us that case. So maybe oh, I'll do it. It is Maybe you should do it. I don't know. There's a there is a podcast on the case and it's um called Missing Maura Murray. And it's this girl just vanished. She got in a car accident. There's a lot of weird things with this case because she had all this alcohol in her car. She was going up to a cabin. Supposedly nobody was in the car with her. She was just by herself. She gets in a car accident. Somebody sees her, asks her if she wants a ride. She says, no, I'm fine. Is going one direction. Never seen again. It's. Yeah. Well, then I can see why people would make the connection between Nate Kibbe because he definitely 
thought out every move. I mean, the whole thing about driving back to the house, taking only back roads so that he didn't go through any traffic lights that would have had cameras. I know that's that to me was really thought out. God, I is it near is where Maura Marie went missing? Is it near where Nate lives? Well, New Hampshire is just not that big. It's not that big. So I don't know. But I think that case happened in 2004. Maura Murray. Mm-hmm. And when did this case I, happen? This happened in 2013. So I think that would have oh. been the period of time where Nate was with Angel. Oh, so that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Because if he was with Angel, he probably wouldn't have brought anybody back to his house. He would have had to have killed them. Yes. But that also makes me believe that he would have killed this girl. Possibly. You know, like if if you're a killer, that's one thing. If you're a kidnapper, could be another thing, could be tied together. But some people are just not killers that are bad people. In other ways, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, all a bunch of fucking but, dirt bags to me. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. But that that missing Maura Murray is uh, definitely Gretchen. You gotta look into that. Okay, I'll look into that. Yeah. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. She's alive. Happy 2021. We're not there yet because we recorded a little early because that's what we were able to do, which is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that sometimes, but then our lives got real busy with homeschooling and life (laughs) and life. Yeah. But I'm sure that 2021 will bring us much more happiness. I have a good feeling about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.